You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Xavier Scruggs, and you're listening to The Bigs. Double A was in Montgomery. We had six guys staying in a, in a two-bedroom. You know, I slept on an air mattress under the, the dining room table. That's my guy, David Price, pitcher for the Los Angeles Dodgers. And I know the feeling. I spent seven years grinding through the minor leagues before I finally got to the show. Price's career has come a long way from Double A. Today... I'm going to get up close and personal with the guy that helped the Red Sox clinch a World Series. David Price, working slowly, he deals. Swing and a miss at a high fastball. Tied him up the inside and got him. But before all that, he grew up watching the Braves, a team with black stars like David Justice, Fred McGriff, and Andrew Jones. Freddie McGriff to lead off. That was my squad. I was able to um, relate with a lot of the guys, you know, on those teams. You know, they, a lot of guys, you know, on those Braves teams in the 90s, you know, they look like me. At the wall, it is gone. Andrew Jones, his second postseason home run, and it's 2 to nothing Braves. And now, Price is a five-time All-Star, a World Series champion with the Red Sox, an AL Cy Young Award winner, an AL Comeback Player of the Year winner, an AL Wins Leader, and a two-time AL ERA leader, and an MLB strikeout leader. But what matters most to David are the relationships he built throughout his life. All his boys in the league, his family. And guess what? That's a big part of why he sat out last season, because of COVID. We're going to touch on all of that stuff, but we got to pick it up where everybody starts. The minor leagues. Stay with us. Whether it's delivering groceries to a neighbor or a night off from cooking, what if touching the life of one person could make a difference for many more? Now, each time you order online or tap in store with your MasterCard at qualifying restaurants and grocery stores, MasterCard will donate to Stand Up to Cancer, one precious cent at a time, up to $5 million. Start something priceless. Promotion ends on August 31st, 2021, or when maximum $5 million donation is reached, whichever comes first. Debit pin and international transactions ineligible. Stand Up to Cancer is a division of the Entertainment Industry Foundation. Terms apply. See mastercard.us slash su2c. David Price was drafted by the Tampa Bay Rays in 2007. He was the number one pick. The Tampa Bay Devil Rays select David Price, a left-handed pitcher. And he received a $5 million signing bonus. There's David Price with a big smile on his face. And uh, certainly a lot of hard work has gone into that. But that very year, he started where everyone else does, the minor leagues, with the Vero Beach Devil Rays. We didn't have roofs on the dugouts. You know, we're in the Florida State League, so it's, you know, it's 95, 100 degrees. I mean, the fans are sitting right behind you whenever you're in the dugout. So, I mean, it's, I mean, the fence was probably three feet tall, you know, right behind you. So, you know, fans are just kind of reaching over and touching you. Wow. You know, all game long, there's, there's no shade anywhere in the ballpark. So whenever you're doing the charts or doing the video, you're just sitting there on those aluminum bleachers just baking. <laughs> Double A was in Montgomery. We had six guys staying in a, in a two-bedroom. 
Wow. You know, I slept on an air mattress under the the dining room table. Wait, wait, what what was the bonus baby doing sleeping on the air mattress? Oh, I mean, I came up later. You know, they already had, you know, <laughs> five guys in there and I wasn't going to take somebody's room. I said, I just need a place to uh, to blow up my air mattress and I'll be all good. And they said, you know, you can crash in the living room or, or I guess I was in the kitchen, you know, right under the dining room table. So I just kind of shopped up right there. And, you know, that was that was a lot of fun. You know, it was probably the most fun I had in the minor leagues was in double A, you know, just um, having us six guys in a two bedroom. You know, every night we came back, it was video games and cereal and <laughs> It was just um, a lot of good times. You did the, one of the most admirable things from my point of view as being someone who played in the minor leagues for seven seasons in the midst of the COVID 2020 season um, and the minor leaguers finding out that they would have no season. You made a major decision to make a donation to the minor leagues. You gave the Dodgers 221 minor leaguers $1,000 each. I would love to hear more about what went into this extraordinary decision and what really drew you to say this is what needs to be done i mean i guess it was the day after you know spring training got postponed you know i went back to the field and there's probably you know 10 or 12 guys that were up there i went up there to throw a bullpen because i was supposed to pitch the day that it spring training got canceled or postponed at the time you know i'm getting ready to leave and there was you know a couple of the guys that are have been in AAA for a couple of years. You know, I heard one of them say, like, I don't know what I'm going to do right now. Like, mm. nobody's hiring part-time. And, wow. you know, my part-time job is in the off-season. Like, I have no clue, you know, what I'm going to do. And this is, you know, a guy that's, you know, in AAA for a couple of years. And you start getting paid a little bit better, you know, the higher you get up and the more time that you spend in AAA. But to hear him say that, you know, that really, that really hit me. And, you know... I mean, rent out here in Arizona and Florida, you know, especially no joke, during spring right? training times, you know, they, they start jacking rent up, you know, pretty good. And, uh, you know, going back to my minor league time, you know, the year that I spent down there, you know, I, I had quite a few teammates, you know, that, that were struggling for money and, you know, to get to hear their stories and whatnot. And just, um, it felt like it was something that I wanted to do. Price debuted with the Tampa Bay Rays in 2008, and then he quickly established himself as one of the best pitchers in baseball. By 2014, he was probably the best pitcher in franchise history. It felt like Tampa would be his forever baseball home. But with Tampa outside the playoff race in July and Price approaching free agency, the Rays traded him to Detroit. A year later, he was traded again from the Tigers to the Blue Jays. And you may not understand what really goes into a change like this. You're picking up your life and you're moving your whole career. I mean, it's tough. It is tough. And I think um, I didn't expect to be traded both times I was traded. You know, I mean, in Tampa, I was traded on, on deadline day, you know, right before the trade deadline, whatever time it is, 2 o'clock Eastern, whatever time it was. You know, then I went into the field to uh, to get my work in because we had an off day, so I went there to go uh, go play catch and work out. My agent, you know, he, he called or texted me. He was like, "Hey, you know, I, you're about to get traded," and I was like, "No way!" You know, because I mean, I just didn't think it was going to happen. You know, we had been playing a little bit better baseball up to that point, and um, it happened. And, you know, a lot of the guys from the team came over to our house. 
you know, I had long talks with, you know, Jim Hickey, our pitching coach. You know, I had a long talk with, with Friedman. You know, we both, uh, we were both crying on the phone. You know, it was, um, it was tough. You know, I've been with Tampa since they drafted me in 2007. Right. I was the only organization I ever knew. You know, I was naive at the time. You know, I thought I was going to spend my entire career with them. That's, that's kind of the way it goes. And you have to just kind of roll with it. Cause, you know, at that point, you know, I was, uh, I was a Detroit Tiger. Went out to Detroit, I guess, a couple of days later, and they had a day game, a Sunday day game. I got there probably about the fourth to fifth inning, and we got beat by um, by the Orioles. You know, I feel like being traded that first time, it helped me whenever I was traded from Detroit to Toronto. Because, again, you know, I didn't, I didn't think I was going to be traded, you know, from Detroit to anybody because we were um, – we had such a good team. I mean, so much, so much talent, you know, in that clubhouse. And we were in Baltimore when I was with Detroit and get to the field early. And it was, it was deadline day. I was supposed to throw a bullpen and I'm playing catch with um, our bullpen catcher and um, Al Avila and Dave Dombrowski. You know, they, they started, I saw them walk out of the dugout and walking over to me. And I was like, oh boy. <laughs> and uh, you know they asked if I would you know come over with them in the dugout, and they're like, hey, you know, um, we just want you to know that we traded you to Toronto, and you know, you'll be joining the Blue Jays. And I was like, I asked if I could still throw my bullpen. They're like, we can't, you know, we can't let you do that because if you get hurt, and you know, it's. I was like, all right. So I um, said bye to everybody in the clubhouse. Uh, I mean, it hurt because you know I. I had a lot of fun, you know, while I was in Detroit for that one year. You know, the, it was a good group of guys. We did a lot of fun stuff together. You know, it's, to me, that's the most important thing or the coolest thing about playing baseball or probably any professional sport is the relationships that you make with, you know, your teammates and the guys that you cross paths with. I've personally never been traded, but I know that bond that teammates have. It's special, and it's hard to leave those relationships behind. It's like you're almost numb to that part of the game because it's such a business. So he leaves the field and he goes to Detroit to meet his girlfriend, Tiffany, who's now his wife. And then starts the drive to Toronto all by himself. My man got about 10 miles down the interstate and his tire blew out. So he's sitting there with the flat. He calls AAA and waits. And I mean, the worst part about it was like right before it happened, I remember texting Tiff, like, I'm going to have to pull over. Like, I got to use the bathroom and I, I got to use it bad. Like, cause I just picked up, um, I grabbed some Sonic for breakfast and it just didn't sit well in my stomach and I needed to go. And I remember texting some of the guys on Detroit, like my tire just blew. I'm sitting on the side of the interstate. I'm about to open my, you know, my passenger back door and just, I'm about to drop a deuce. Like, I can't, I can't hold this any longer. Like it's to the point now to where it's hurting and like I'm sweating. And right before, like I was, I opened the door, like I was about to pull my pants down and do it. And I could see the AAA guy like pulling up behind me. I was like, all right, okay. All right. So there's, there's a chance I can get to a bathroom. And he, you know, gave me a ride. Wait, wait, what was, what was Tiff saying? What was Tiff saying? She like, go ahead. <laughs> she, yeah. She, I mean, that doesn't, it didn't surprise her, you know, at all, I'm sure. But um, it was tough. That's good context for people who don't really understand. It's, there, there's no going away party. There's no, you know, t- time to really 
you know, soak it in the moment, all the relationships that you build. It's like, hey, on to the next thing. This is straight. Another team needs me. I need to get to work. Even the way that you said that they told you is like, hey, come into the dugout. This, this is what we got. Thanks for your services. You know, on to the next. You know, I just feel like yep, good luck. It, 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 that, that just tells you how much of a business this game really is for people that don't really understand. Uh, yeah, I mean, it is, you know, it is a business. Um, I mean, like I said, you know, I didn't think I was going to be traded either time. You know, I didn't, there were no heads ups. You know, I wouldn't say that I was blindsided because I was of, I mean, that was, you know, six years, five, six years into my career. And I kind of had a feel for, you know, how the game worked and, right. and what all happened on, you know, around deadline time. But, um, you know, at the time it was tough, you know, just having to, uh, Go into the locker room, pack my stuff up, say my goodbyes, and um, if I see you guys, I'm gonna beat you, you know, down the road. That's <laughs> you know, what it is. You know, we're no longer teammates anymore, but we're still, uh, we're still homies, we're still friends. But um, I'm gonna try and put it to you next time I see you. Next, we're gonna talk about Price's decision to sit out last season. He was probably the most prominent player not to take the field because of COVID-19. But first, let's take a quick break. It's easy to touch the lives of the people closest to you. And you can, every day. Whether it's delivering groceries to a neighbor. Thank you, Kellen. Now what would I do without you? Or a night off from cooking. You got us tacos. This looks so good. We needed this. But what if it was just as easy to make a big impact? What if touching the life of one person could make a difference for many more. Now, each time you order online or tap in store with your MasterCard at qualifying restaurants and grocery stores, MasterCard will donate to Stand Up to Cancer, one precious cent at a time, up to $5 million. Together, we can start something priceless. Promotion ends on August 31st, 2021, or when maximum $5 million donation is reached, whichever comes first. Debit, PIN, and international transactions ineligible. Stand Up to Cancer is a division of the Entertainment Industry Foundation. Terms apply. See mastercard.us su2c. We're back with David Price. Before the break, we talked about what it's like to get traded. And now we're going to touch on his time in Boston, which was super complicated. After his half season with the Blue Jays, Price hit free agency and signed a seven-year contract with the Red Sox in December 2015. In the truest sense of the term, the Boston Red Sox have paid the price to acquire an ace for the top of their rotation. On Tuesday, the club came to terms with free agent starter David Price on a seven-year, $217 million contract, which includes an opt-out At the time, it was the largest deal ever signed by a free agent pitcher. Red Sox fans, though, weren't the warmest. They've been known for being tough on players and for not being very culturally sensitive. The unfortunate incident involving Adam Jones at Fenway. Jones says he was the object, obviously, of racial taunts during that O's Red Sox game. He said a bag of peanuts was thrown his direction. Uh, fans were saying the N-word. I'm just an awful situation that he had to go through. Red Sox team but he won a World Series there. Red Sox win the World Series! 5-1 to the final tonight! And his kids were both born in Boston. 
it will always be a place that holds, you know, a special part, you know, in my heart. It's where I got engaged to my wife, Tiffany. Mm. Uh, it's where, you know, I was able to get my first playoff win, pitching for them. Was able to win a couple more games with them. Was able to, you know, win a World Series. To me, all the other stuff, I mean, it was worth it. Yeah. And that's, I went there to win. You know, we won the AL East three times. You know, we were able to, uh, to win a World Series once. That was fun. And Price knew how special it was to be on that field. Back in 2008, when he was a rookie and had only five appearances in the majors, Price pitched in the World Series for the Rays against the Philadelphia Phillies. The electric stuff of David Price. To the right side, Iwamura. Rays take game two. It's game one of the World Series. And I'm shagging in left field line because Tampa's dugout has done the first base line. So since I'm a rookie, you know, you got to go shag on the left field line because it's the longest run <laughs> back to the dugout. So all the older guys are going to be in right field or right behind second base and, and hanging out right there. And I'm just getting all the balls in left field. And the Phillies pitchers were out there playing catch because they took BP. The visiting team takes BP second. And, you know, I'm about to run into the dugout right after our BP ends. And, you know, Jamie Moyer, you know, he um, he stopped me. And he was like, um, you know, this is this is my 20th year in the big leagues. And he was like, and this is my first time being in the playoffs. So he was like, make sure that, you know, you really enjoy and appreciate, you know, what you're being able to do right now because, you know, not a lot of guys get that opportunity. And, you know, to hear him say that, you know, I really, um, I'll never forget it, you know, ever. So, um that was uh that was very special for me you know that season 2018 that group of guys you know we um we really came together had a lot of fun together and um and won a whole lot of baseball games and that had to be so much fun For people who don't know, me and you have an interesting connection that goes back to you playing at Vanderbilt and my brother-in-law, Brian Hernandez, being your catcher there. Uh, my father-in-law still to this day talks to your father <laughs> almost every day. Your parents even graced my wife, Jessica, and I's wedding a few years ago. Shout out to Bonnie and Debbie Price. Um, so just want to give some people some background that we, we do have like a mutual connection, even though we never played against each other. Right. Yeah. I mean, like you said, you know, it, it's always fun. We, you know, get to have dinner together. You know, his parents or I guess your parents-in-law and, and my parents, whenever we can get those four together, it's um, it's always a lot of fun. Yeah, that's good, man. I don't know how my father-in-law made it on this MLB podcast, but shout out to him. But um, can you touch on the importance of having such a strong support system when it comes to, to that circle? Oh, uh, absolutely. I mean, my parents... Still together to this day, you know, still um, doing all the things they love to do. You know, they um, they raised me the right way. And having two older brothers, you know, a couple of nieces, a couple of nephews or one nephew, just, um, you know, having that close-knit family and then my wife and, and kids. You know, my wife is you know, my biggest cheerleader. She's my biggest fan. She's always got my back. She's, <laughs> she's not going to bite her tongue for for anyone. And, you know, I love her for that. And just... Um, to be able to have those types of people, you know, on your side, no matter what, even if you're in the wrong, you know, to, to have those types of people that will, you know, just um, 
constantly holding you down. You know, I feel like that is that's something that everybody needs. And that's I'm very fortunate and very blessed to have the family, wife and kids that I have. After the 2019 season, Price changed teams again. Andrew Friedman, who drafted Price in 2007 when Friedman was the GM of the Devil Rays, acquired Price again, this time for the Dodgers, along with teammate Mookie Betts in a December trade. But Price ultimately sat out the 2020 season. He didn't want to risk playing because of COVID-19. That was one of the toughest decisions I'd ever had to make, knowing that I was making the right decision for myself and my family. Thought about it for over a month. You know, I was in constant contact with my agent or in with Andrew Friedman, a GM mm-hmm. of the Dodgers. Um, you know, spring training 2.0 was about to happen. I drove out to L.A. You know, I did all my testing at, um, you know, at Dodger Stadium in the parking lot. You know, went back to the hotel. The two days that I was there, you know, it was just record high, record high, new record high. We're in a brand new city back in back in Scottsdale. You know, we don't um, all the people that we do know play baseball, so they're mm-hmm. out of town. I didn't want to leave, you know, my wife here with our two kids. You know, Zoe at the time was four or five months old you know, with a newborn and having a three-year-old that, you know, thinks he's 13. You know, that was, um, that wasn't a task that I wanted to put, you know, all on my wife. Obviously, I would have loved for them to to be out there in L.A. with me, but I was going to be staying, you know, in a hotel for a month and a half for right. uh, for that spring training. And, you know, to me, it was, it was just a time that I needed to be with my family. Certainly can't, you know, fault David for, for putting his family and his health as priority one, right, and, and uh, choosing to opt out. I'm sure that was not an easy decision and one that weighed on him. And I made that decision and, and drove back to, to Scottsdale, and, you know, I was, I was at peace with it. And, you know, whenever, uh, whenever the season started, that was tough. You know, those first couple of games, I was like, man, I can't believe I did this. Like, even though, even though I still felt like I made – the right decision right. You know, for myself and, and for my family. You know, there were uh, a lot of different factors, you know, that I thought about you know, before I did it. Um, you know, being in spring training with the Dodgers, you know, seeing how much talent was in that clubhouse, you know, how many guys were going to be sent down to AAA, seeing all the arms that they had, you know, with uh, Dustin May and Gonsolin, Urias. You, know, you got to see what Victor Gonzalez can do. Mm-hmm. I knew that I wasn't going to be putting the Dodgers behind the eight ball, you know, and, and to me, that would have been, that would have made it even tougher, you know, if they were going to have to search for another starter you know, or right. something of that nature. Now, everybody, everybody knows the story. The Dodgers end up winning the world series. <laughs> I have to ask you, I know everybody's already asked you, but I have to ask you, does David Price get a ring? <laughs> I was on the list to get a ring. And I told Andrew that, I didn't feel like that I deserved a ring, Andrew Friedman, that is. And mm-hmm. he was like, you know, you were in contact with the guys all year long. You were watching, talking to coaching staff. Right. And I just, I, I told him, like, I don't feel like I deserve one, you know, period. So I would, I would feel better about it if I didn't get one. <laughs> that's, that's where it's at right now. Um, I honestly don't even know where my World Series ring is from 2018. Hopefully my parents have it. If they don't, hopefully my agent does. Because <laughs> like, if neither of them have it, <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I, don't know. I don't know if I still have it. Now it's time for the X Factors, our rapid-fire questions. 
Every episode, we throw these out fast. And guests have to answer with the first thing that comes to mind. Toughest hitter you have ever faced. Who, who has your number? Um, Dustin Pedroia was tough, man. You know, and, and it's not always the guy that, that has the power or whatever it is. You know, he, he was the guy that, you know, I want you on first base or in the dugout in three pitches or less. I want it to be over in three pitches. And Petey was always a guy that would just fight and fight and fight and foul off those really good pitches. You know, those pitchers' pitches, he's not trying to put them in play. You know, it was a lot like Derek Jeter. You know, mm. Jeter was the same way. You know, you'd think you'd have Jeter 0-2 and then five pitches later, you know, it's 3-2. And, you know, you make your perfect pitch and you see him – line drive it directly over the first base dugout, you know, and that's all he's trying to do. You know, he's trying to just get to that next pitch, get to a pitch that he can handle. And that was, um, that was the same thing that Petey did. Petey was tough. So was Derek. <laughs> oh, we know Derek was tough. I mean, what he was the first, first hit you gave up. Am I right? It was, it was his home run. Um, yeah. And then the 3000 hit was a home run that he hit off of you. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I know I'm supposed to yeah, be talking about good moments. I don't yeah, know. no, it, he, he struck out like twice in that same at bat. It's yeah. <laughs> there was there was no getting him out that day. And that's why he went five for five. But um, it wasn't even my day to pitch. It was supposed to be Jeremy Hellickson's day, but since you know um, we got rained out the night before. Ah. I don't even know what happened. I guess they skipped Helly and you know, he pitched the next day. I don't know what it was. It wasn't even my day. But once we got rained out the night before and they told me they were going to skip Helly and I was going to start, I, was, I knew it was going to happen. I just, I knew it. And, you know, there's, to me, there's not a better player to, to have that happen against. So I was, Facts. I was completely fine with it. I remember that post-game interview, you kept mentioning, like, it's going to happen to somebody, you know, whether it be whether it be me or somebody, it's going to happen. So let's get yep. it over with. <laughs> <laughs> um, goofiest teammate you ever played with? Goofiest teammate? Um, I mean, there's a lot of goofballs out there, man. But uh, <laughs> Mark Lowe, you know, mm. I was with him for two months, you know, while I was uh, – I was with him in Tampa in spring training, but – you know, we really got to know each other and become really good friends, you know, with my time in, in Toronto. And he is just um, one of the goofiest, nastiest guys <laughs> in the world. And I, I, absolutely, I absolutely loved it. If you could go back and tell your 10-year-old self one thing, what would it be? I guess go play baseball. Stick with baseball. You know, it's going to provide you with, you know, everything you need to be for the rest of your life. It's going to how you're going to meet your wife, how you're going to have your kids, just uh, all the friendships you're going to make along the way. You know, don't, <laughs> don't, uh, don't veer off that path. You know, stick with it. Simple as that. Simple as that. Well, um, man, David, I appreciate you jumping on here. It's been amazing sitting and talking with you and uh, best of luck to you rest of your career. And I know we'll be seeing each other, talking to each other, but um, really thankful for you. Yes, sir. I appreciate you too, X. That was David Price. He's pitching for the Los Angeles Dodgers this season. I hope all the 10-year-olds out there take this advice too. Go play baseball. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure you rate and leave us a review. 
It helps new listeners find the show. Discover more MLB shows at MLB.com slash podcasts. Follow at MLB on all your favorite social media platforms, especially YouTube and TikTok. And you can follow me at Xavier underscore Scruggs on all the platforms. Our audio team is from Neon Hum Media and includes producer Haley Fager, associate producer Rob Dozer, production manager Sammy Allison, and executive producers Jonathan Hirsch and Sharon Morris. Editorial support from Nick White. Mixing and engineering by Scott Somerville. Music by Asha Ivanovich. On the MLB team, production support from Extraordinary Athletes. Ian K is MLB's executive producer for podcasts. Special thanks to Barbara McHugh, Greg Clayman, Alicia Mullen, and Lance Gitlin. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team.